even if you you jump into a business yeah and you have confidence in yourself but you don't know really much about the business uh -huh. that confidence in yourself will yeah. allow you to learn and, and and develop the habits needed to be successful what up y'all welcome to straight to the bag the show that helps fighters secure financial freedom i have a special guest with me today this guy went from punching me in the face and dropping me from body shots to seven-figure business. So today we're gonna break it down. So this is my uh, homie, Justin Fry. Go ahead, tell him, I guess, just some of your biggest accomplishments in your space and stuff right now. Mm -hmm. um, I would just say, you know, I came from pretty much nothing. You know, I was poor growing up, I didn't mm -hmm. have a lot. Um, and I always envisioned myself having a better life for myself so mm -hmm. i just worked for it and um did a lot of studying yeah you know reading books um and just hustling worked a lot of jobs mm -hmm. got fired from a lot of jobs yeah um you know i went through it like you know from the bottom to the top um you know and just learned a lot in the process and um you know studied my ass off to be something better and got into real estate started doing real estate from probably 2017 early 2017, late 2016. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, bought my first duplex in Old Town East. And just, you know, I started studying real estate and learning, you know, about passive income and, you know, um, you know, setting myself up for, for the future and yeah. my family, you know, so, and, and ever since then, it's just been up. So where are you at now? Like how many um, doors you own? So right now I've got eight doors. Um, okay. I've got a duplex two duplexes no wait a duplex a single family and a four unit dang okay so that you got all that over the past what four years five years four five years yeah dang, dang. so did you have i'm like, actually in the process of buying an eight unit too which i'll close probably by the time this comes out another eight unit as well dang that yeah. fast um so that but your business though is what you would say like are you most proud of or? Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'm definitely proud of my business. Um, I started off doing like general labor work. Mm -hmm. So I was working for a lot of like renovation companies, doing yeah, construction, yeah. Um, started learning flooring. And mm -hmm. I was working as a, basically somebody who would go out to these jobs and I would measure and you know, I knew, mm -hmm. you know, was starting to learn the actual like business side of it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I just ventured off on my own one year, quit my job. Had a good, you know, W-2 um, insured job that mm -hmm. was paying me well and ended up quitting and just going off on my own and starting my thing up on my own. How long did you start? How long did you start that uh, flooring business? So I started the flooring company in 2018. Dang. So like almost the end of 2018. And what's your gross revenue now this year? I'll be over 1.2. Sheesh. So... Yep. Yeah, we'll go, we'll take it all the way back, but um, for the people that don't know about the doors, like I'm just counting literally amount of doors or units on a property. So like you said, it could be duplex or fourplex or single family, but let's take it all the way back. Like when you were young, were you like mm -hmm. always a hustler? Mm-hmm. Always flipping So, um, yeah, I mean, when I was young, you know, I got in a lot of trouble and... Mm -hmm. 
did a lot of stupid stuff. But yeah. when I was younger, I was actually, you know, I was always selling something, whether it be something illegal, <laughs> something legal. Um, I definitely was, I've always just been, I've always had the gift of gab. I could always talk to people. Yeah. And, you know, everybody would always tell me like, man, you could sell ice to an Eskimo. You know, so I just, I just nope. stuck with it, man, and always believed in myself, always mm -hmm. knew that I was going to, like I said, do something with my life and just started going after what, where the money was. I started mm -hmm. following the money and mm -hmm. seeing where the money was going. And, you know, like I said, my, from an early age to where I'm at now, I always had that hustle mentality of just like, hey, mm -hmm. if, if nobody's going to give it to me, yeah. I'm going to go get it myself. 100%. You know, I'm gonna grind for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work hard for it. Yeah. I'm gonna put that sweat equity into it. I'm gonna, you know, build relationships with the right people. You know, mm -hmm. networking and just, you know, just being open to opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you grow up in Columbus? No, so I grew up in Cleveland. Actually, grew up in Cleveland. Yeah, okay. Grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Went high school, all that out there. Went to high school, all there. Finished my high school. Mm -hmm. Came out here in 2000 and. Nine, ten, right after now? high school. Yeah. Okay. No, it was it was 2010. It was around 2010, 2011, actually. Okay. Came out here right at like literally right after high school. I worked one job, came out here, and um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do for almost damn near through my mid 20s. You know, and mm. finally found what I wanted to do, and I worked a lot of jobs, man. Like I got fired. I got. I worked. Pff, if I told you how many jobs I worked, you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> What's the first but, one? Uh, the first one was, uh, I think I did carpet cleaning. So I started off doing like Seriously? carpet cleaning Dang. and, you know, working at like Stanley Steamer and all that. That's crazy. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, yep. So then that was 18 when you moved out here? I was 19. 19? Yep. So 19 to like, what age did you stop working a job? Well, I still work a job as at, to, to this day, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I stopped yeah. working like a W-2 job mm -hmm. back in early 2018. Okay. So yeah, it's been 19, 20, 21, almost four years now. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's time just flies. So when you start, that's when you started your flooring business? Yeah. So okay. basically the way I was doing it was I was working a W-2 income job mm -hmm. and I was working on the, on the weekends with a friend of mine who was basically, you could call him my mentor, mm, okay. older guy who just mm -hmm. basically knew the flooring business. Mm -hmm. And he was just showing me the ropes, teaching me, showing me how to do this, showing me how to do that. Yeah. Learning the business side of it because yeah. I already knew how to do the flooring because mm -hmm. I've done it before at other jobs. And yeah. like I said, I have construction experience. So right. um, I learned the business side of it. And once I learned the business side, it was just, I went all in on myself. Yeah, because you, um, when you launched it, you actually didn't even, like, use your hands at all. Like, you didn't put down a single piece of flooring or nope. nothing. Still haven't to this day. Dang. So how did you, how did you make that jump? Like, just starting a business and then just firing, finding someone to work for you? Or So I had people that I was already working with from working in the company that I was working for doing oh. the flooring stuff. Okay. So, excuse me. So... I developed relationships with a lot of people and I just kept mm. them kind of close. Mm. And then when the time came, you know, I reached out to them and just kind of was like, hey, you know, I'm looking to do my own thing mm. and, you know, I can pay you good. I can yeah. pay what you're asking, what you want. Yeah. Um, and just over time, kept on building the relationships and yeah. met more people. And, you know, just like I said, it just kind of uh, organically 
grew developed yeah. yeah you know how did you how did you make that promise though to them like if you didn't even have a single contract yet and you were like I that comes down to being a hustler man yeah you know i didn't stop i grinded mm -hmm. i worked for every single piece of business that i have today to to what i'll you know i'll get to the end of the time mm -hmm. just because i i didn't i did not i refused to quit and i refused to lose and fail yeah so and if you can have that ability that mental capacity in the head to just think at the end of the day i don't care what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna go through you know i'm gonna mm -hmm. i'm not gonna fail yeah and that's just kind of what i had to do and i just i bit down i bit down on uh you know myself did some self-education, learned mm -hmm. a little bit more about business side. Yeah. Um, and then went out there and just started networking, meeting people and, and started just building my, my network of people and my base. Yeah, I know you have a crazy network. I mean, like you're definitely good at it. I think you're one of the first people that kind of taught me how powerful it was. Mm -hmm. Like how just having a simple conversation with someone can change make your, you, yeah, change everything, everything. change your entire trajectory yep. of your business or yep. whatever. But, um, what would you say like your lowest low was my lowest low probably i mean i've been i've been piss poor yeah. dirt broke so just growing up just growing up man i we didn't have anything my mom worked so backstory mm -hmm. my mom was a teacher for the cleveland city um education system so she was a teacher there okay and you know she worked i mean 10 12 hour days sometimes and Jeez. as a teacher it was, yeah and it was my mom was basically a single parent my dad was around but he just was in and not out. around he was in and out so like mm -hmm. my mom took care of us it was me my brother and my sister i was the youngest mm. so my sister is eight years older than me so she was kind of you know a lot older and, and moving on to things and yeah my brother and me kind of grew up a little bit more with each other yeah so just over time you know they were, started doing their own thing and i had to fend for myself i had to learn the streets yeah. you know learn to be a hustler learn to be street savvy and you know and that's just kind of where i was at and i mean we we i'm not even joking you dude we had nothing no furniture Dang. no no cable you know i mean we just we were poor you know mm -hmm. we didn't have a lot growing up we um you know we had hand-me-downs from brother to sister mm -hmm. to, you know passed down and so how did you um go from like not having nothing to even getting that mentality like did someone give it to you did someone kind of like talk to you about it no i, like, I just kind of saw you know i, th I think I, I developed a uh i developed just that that attitude when i was young mm -hmm. that, that that attitude of like this isn't going to be my life when i mm -hmm. get up when i get older okay um you know and i and i just i like i said you know me how i am in the gym yeah. i don't i don't I don't, I don't, I refuse to quit and mm -hmm. I just have that mentality that, you know, there's no, there's no giving up in life. You have to continue to fight and you have to continue to push forward and everybody, yeah. everybody's dealing with something, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's not about what you're dealing with. It's about how you can push through there and continue to fight, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's definitely, that's definitely like who this guy is in the gym. Cause like, I know just on it, like walking to the gym, there's a handful of guys that like, if we start going at it, like these guys aren't backing down. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, that taught me a lot of lessons. That yeah. was probably like the first time I got dropped with a body shot and all this stuff, but it's just getting hit and almost acting like nothing happened. And I feel like that's crazy how that like translates into your real life. 
It does, man. Because fighting, I can tell you one thing, and I'm sure mm -hmm. you can relate, because mm -hmm. we are both very relatable on mm -hmm. a lot of things. But yeah. fighting has made me the person who I am today oh, yeah. on so many elements. Because like I said, I didn't have any way to channel my energy. I, I have ADD, so I mm -hmm. grew up with ADD, which is attention deficit disorder, and just, you know, there's not a lot of ways to funnel that energy yeah. unless you are doing it in a productive way. Right. And unfortunately, I didn't have this, I want to say the family support, but I didn't mm. have the support that I needed yeah. growing up to, you know, help me to, to funnel that energy. Mm -hmm. So I started fighting and I started learning mm. how to fight and got good at it. And then once I got into Muay Thai, it was like taught me structure, taught mm. me discipline. It taught me, you know, just like you have to, you in life, life is a fight, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the same as it is in the ring. Yeah. You fight in the ring as you do in life. Right. And you know, if you can carry that mentality, that energy, that attitude in life as you do in the ring, there's nobody that can stop you. Yeah. You know, nobody. Yeah. I believe that 100%. Yep. So let's take it back to when, so you're starting this flooring business. Before mm -hmm. that you were working W2 jobs and you were spending this time learning? Yeah, so I worked, like I said, worked W2 jobs. I was actually in the union for, mm -hmm. I don't know, five, six years maybe, mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, worked a lot of different parts of the union. This is prior to me getting fired from hundreds of jobs. Like, I'm not even joking to you. Damn. I could say probably- That's not an exaggeration. I have probably had, this is not exaggerating, 120 jobs. Bro, what? From, How? From 18 to what I am now, I'm 30 now. So yeah. that's a long time, 12 years for 120 jobs. That and is I, And I went through it, you know, I went from, yeah being dead broke to work in the jobs that I did not want to do to, mm -hmm. you know, now where I'm at now to where I don't have to work. Yeah. You know, I can take a day off if I want to, yeah. but I don't, but yeah. you know, so. How was um, your mentality while you were working? Like, was it just like, I didn't really like authority or like? It was, was it was definitely authority. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. very bad with authority. Mm -hmm. I don't like being bossed around and told what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was definitely 99% of my issue mm -hmm. is I was, I was coachable, but I wasn't, mm -hmm. I didn't like being reprimanded and I didn't like being told that I was an idiot or I, didn't, I did something wrong and, and just being like almost, you know, broken down yeah, for yeah. something that I didn't know or I wasn't shown how to do the correct way. Right. So that was that was 99 percent of the problem and then you know you obviously you know you know you want to do you want to do better and you want to have your own thing and you want to be your own boss i mean everybody does yeah right? Right. nobody wants to work for anybody yeah unless you're making millions of dollars right so i just always wanted that for myself and you know i always wanted to to be better and i knew i had potential because I could, I just knew it. I felt it deep down yeah. inside. It, it resonated with me. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean. How did you, uh, I guess not even how, like what were you consuming when that you were like working these jobs and you're like, oh, yeah. I need to go to this next level. Like what were you That's taking That's a great question because I mean, honestly, that plays into where I'm at now yeah. is every single day and you know, this, this is relatable on all subjects. Every mm -hmm. day I was reading books. Mm -hmm. I was listening to podcasts. I didn't watch. Yeah. I didn't watch TV all like that. I wasn't playing video games. Yeah. And mind you, I was in my early 20s. Yeah. Where my most early 20s, are. Yeah. Where, where most people are worried about their social media. Yeah. I mean, now granted, I'm 30 now. We didn't have the social media <laughs> and all the platforms and stuff that we had yeah. now as we did then. But 
still, you know, we still had Facebook and MySpace and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. you just got to keep your mind focused. And, and, and I, I focused on, I, I realized really quick mm-hmm. where the money was. It all goes back down to following the money. Mm. And I knew anything, if, if you want anything in life, doesn't yeah. matter if you're, you know, you have money or you don't have money, you know that it takes money yeah. to create a lifestyle and to help your family and right. to do every, the things you want to do in life. So I knew that's what I needed to do. I needed to make money. So I started yeah. following the money, fell in love with real estate and just the general idea of it, yeah. you know, and uh, I honed in on it. And just like I said, I really, I did a lot of self-education, mm-hmm. bought into books, bought podcasts, um, just, you know, study, took courses, you know, blah, 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 yeah. and uh, just developed that, uh, that genuine, you know, love for what I do. Right. So you actually like, like I know you're talking big about the money and mm-hmm. like how you were like, yeah, I need money. So this is the goal. Yeah. But were you like, but you said you also had a love for it. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, I I've always liked construction. I've always been in the construction mm-hmm. business. So yeah. construction was always something that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I could I could relate. You know, yeah. even on even on stuff that I didn't know how to do. Yeah. I could still relate to it because I've been there. I've mm-hmm. done that. I've been on my knees, I've worked, you know, where my knuckles were bleeding, mm-hmm. carried stuff on my back to where I'm, you know, halfway dead. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just a lot of, you know, learning and, and trial and error, honestly, yeah. you know, but, but again, once I figured out what, where I wanted to be, I didn't know exactly how I was going to get there, but mm-hmm. I knew that if I could get there and I could envision it mm-hmm. and I could fathom it and actually see myself doing these things, it was it was only a matter of time. I just mm-hmm. had to put forth the action right. and the effort towards my goals. And another thing is, is sorry if I'm rambling on. No, you're good, bro. But another thing is, is you know, when you're going through, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you're at in life, you know, you have to have goals because those goals will allow you to show you what's real and what's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they'll they'll hold you accountable, right? Mm-hmm. Because in life, you have to be held accountable. If you want to be successful, mm-hmm. you got to be held accountable mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Did you so, hold yourself accountable, or I did? Someone else? I did. I had other people hold me accountable too. Okay. You know, and, and I would tell people, "Hey, I'm going to have this. I'm going to be here by this time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, then, you know, I want you to tell me. Yeah. I want you to. I want you to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I would put people in those positions to say, mm-hmm. "Hey, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like you're you're effing up." You know, you're yeah. not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then I also had people on the other side of the spectrum would be like, hey, proud of you, man. Like, yeah. you, you did this. You did this on your own. You, yeah. you got to where you needed to go, you know. Mm-hmm. But the key was continuously improving on myself yeah. and continuously having those goals set forward to where I could each day, even if it was a small step, yeah. you know, I took a small step each, each day towards, towards that, goal, that goal. You know, how did you come up with those goals? Oh, these were always things that I just wanted out of life. Like you just genuinely wanted. I like, genuinely wanted it, and mm-hmm. and each person's going to be different. Mm-hmm. We all have different goals and right. wants and needs and desires, and you know, but once you find what you want in life, you take it and you go after it, and mm-hmm. you put forth almost like an action plan of yeah. what you want and how can you get it. Break down those steps, okay. and that's what I did. I worked. Some people, you know, they don't understand this this idea, but it's really simple. Yeah. If you can look at where you want to be in life, yeah. whether it be 20 years, 50 years, 10 years, five years, whatever, you look at it and you say, I'm going to work from 
the end to the beginning mm -hmm. instead of the beginning to the end because the beginning to the end is the hardest to figure out right but if you can work oh, like from the end it, to the beginning it. and you can see hey this is where i want to be yeah what do i need to do i take a step back what do i do what do i do what do I, what am i doing and write okay. that out and you know every day bro like i'm not even joking you i had stuff in my car i had it on my refrigerator i had it Man. in my book i had it on my cell phone mm -hmm. every day of the, the things same that, goal every every single day and and obviously goals change yeah yeah but when you attain things you change your goals and you start getting into bigger goals yeah. and, and, and bigger goals and bigger goals and then next thing you know you just smash all your goals yeah you so know? you would say it's not even necessarily like what the goal is it's just that you have one 100 percent. okay have a goal and have a plan you yeah. know because if you don't have a plan you plan to fail yeah that is true and, and you, you know just like mike tyson says Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. In the face. You know? Yeah, right. life does that. Yeah. Very, uh, very slick. Yep. And quick. Yeah. So, how did you, um, I guess, did you have that, like, seven-figure goal for this business, like, when you started it? No, man. Honestly, this is sheer just hard work and just, mm -hmm. again, not giving up. Yeah. I knew I knew I would be doing well because of just my sheer aptitude of not giving up and right. my focus and, and determination that I just carry with me. Yeah. Like I said, from fighting, mm -hmm. you keep that mentality, you'll never fail yeah. in anything you do. Yeah. Um, and, and that can go for any any martial art sport. You just mm -hmm. learn that from an early age. But yeah. um, what I did was is I just continued to work on, like, continue to prove myself, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I knew... Once I started developing these relationships, excuse me, once I started developing these relationships, I knew that it was only a matter of time until I got to that point. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know it would happen so fast. Yeah. And, and again, when you put out a good product or a good service, mm -hmm. you're in turn not only pleasing your customer, but you're pleasing everybody around your customer. Right. right? And everybody around your big. customer is you don't know who, how big your, yeah. your, your, your network really is because when you think about it, I mean, we live in Columbus. Yeah. It's not a very big city. Yeah, it's not. But me, mm -hmm. I do one bad piece of work, mm -hmm. everybody finds out. Mm. If I do one piece of good work, a lot of people find out, but they'll find out much quicker if I put out bad work. Yeah. So I Dang, kept that mentality of, of just, hey, everything that I do, yeah. it has to be to, to my standards for my own house mm -hmm. or better. Mm. cannot be anything less and because so i kept like, that i would live here like i won't do any i won't do any work for anybody unless it's like superb like perfect yeah you know and and my work speaks for itself my guys yeah. works for, speak for itself you know like we we i give great customer service mm. i i take i go above and beyond for my customers and it all plays an apartment because mm. when you give you know, in business, you learn. You know yeah. this. You're an, you're you're an entrepreneur. Yep. You give good customer service, man. I mean, that's half the battle. Yeah. I mean, you know, bro, it's the biggest. And like sometimes I felt like when I was starting, like I was giving too much because I was like not mm -hmm. seeing the results right away. So I was like, man, I might just be giving everything away for free and like not doing anything. But then like later, like a couple months later, this guy will be like, yeah, you, when you were helping me at the gym, like you just helped me a lot. So like, I wanted to come train with you. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, and you did it organically. Yeah. You did it naturally. It wasn't mm -hmm. something you 
you didn't force it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just happened naturally. And I mean, those are the best. That's the best way to do and conduct yourself in business. Yeah. Because anytime you run across somebody, they're always going to appreciate, even mm -hmm. if you're not giving them the information they want to hear. Mm -hmm. But you're being honest with them yeah and and transparent yeah and, and open they're yeah. always going to respect that that is true you know yeah i think that i think that's a um part that's not talked about a lot in business that like that respect you'll get just from being genuine with someone 100 percent, man yeah you don't I mean, want respect goes a long way in always shape you know shape and forms of life mm -hmm. but in business you know there's a few things that can go as far as respect and you know it's it's there's three things in my opinion that if you're a business owner you have to have what's that and it's trust okay. it's integrity and you know it's just being organized yeah. you have to have organizations yeah, you have yeah. to be organizational you have to be able to keep you know everything together and, mm -hmm. and maintain a system and balance that system was you that know? something you were good at organization i wasn't no nah, man How i like i said it? i the older you, the older I get, the yeah. older I get, I'm getting, I should say, yeah. I'm getting better with it. But yeah. definitely wasn't easy. Yeah, learning, you know. So that one you just learned every day with, and yeah, and and like I said, you know, what I did was is I followed a lot of people that were successful in other aspects of the business, mm -hmm. and I saw how they conducted themselves, how they, you know, ran their businesses and their mm -hmm. lives, and everything was organized. Yeah, set out, planned. It was like. Do 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 doom. They knew exactly what they had to do mm -hmm. every single day. There was no like unused or wasted time. Everything yeah. was hundred percent efficient. So and I and I just I mimicked it. I mean that's all yeah. success is, man. You find something somebody else is doing, and you mimic it and yeah. you, and you you follow it because it works. It's proven, right? Yeah. That's all. Anybody and everybody who's successful in the world mm -hmm. has followed somebody else' footsteps mm -hmm. and concepts and business models. And, and, and that's all it comes down to. Yep. All right. So let's take it to the start of the flooring business. How did you, uh, do you have systems in place like hiring and stuff like that right off the bat? So or? I had to learn all that stuff myself. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm somebody who kind of just, you know, I try to learn from other people's mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, so I looked at other businesses that, let's just say, weren't as successful and they didn't yeah. do as good. Okay. And I saw kind of what they were doing and what mm -hmm. they weren't doing. And yeah. I learned that. What I needed to do was to, number one, treat my guys with loyalty, mm -hmm. trust, integrity, and then do the right thing always. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once I started kind of adapting to how other people, successful and not successful people, were running mm -hmm. their businesses, mm -hmm. um, it was like I could see both sides of the spectrum. So I could see okay. how things were running well and how things weren't running well. and. I just adapted to it, man, and I learned, and I brought in what I needed to use, and that was it. And I started seeing that I had to build systems, but I also had to generate income, yeah. right? So you can't generate income, or I'm sorry, you can't build systems if you're not generating income, income because right. the income has to show you what you are and you aren't doing wrong, Yeah, you know? So you're just like, no fear, like, just gonna get this money and then we'll figure it out along the way? 100%. And and, okay. and again, if you wanna be a successful entrepreneur, that's the that's the mentality and that's the attitude you gotta have. Yeah. Even if you don't know what the hell you're doing, yeah. you gotta act like it. Just act like it. You gotta make it till you fake it. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say, I don't even like that saying, but mm -hmm. it's it's really true because even if you're not, even if you're, you jump into a business yeah. and you have confidence in yourself, 
but you don't know really much about the business, uh -huh. that confidence in yourself will yeah. allow you to learn and, and, and develop the habits needed to be successful. Damn. You know? So in the beginning, what was the first year like running that business? Oh, I mean, it was a lot of ups and downs, man, you know? Yeah. And then last year, thanks to, you know, credit to God, but mm. last year was one of the best years I've ever had. Dang. You know, and this was- so that was year two? This was- Last year was year two, or? Year, yeah. So it was like two and a half year, year two, okay. I mean, it's, it's weird how it is, but it's like, I started the end of 2018. Mm. 2019 was like my first year. Okay. That was the growing pains. Yeah. 2019, I went through months where I wasn't making money. You know, Dang. I mean, and, and again, this is something you got to take on and you have to learn to accept if you're going to be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you have to, you got to, you got to adapt and you yeah. got to be, you got to be willing to roll with the punches. Yeah. You know, not every month's going to be the highest earning gross month. Right. You know, you're not always going to make your best month every month. But if you, again, if you can continue to work hard, mm -hmm. develop relationships, networking, mm -hmm. um, you know, Put out, put out good, yeah. obviously, you know, put out mm -hmm. good in the world and it comes back, you know? I believe that. Nope. I know that for a fact. But, um, so first said, what is your first investment? Was it a duplex or was it? Yeah, yeah, so I bought a duplex in okay. 2017. So that was before you started your? Uh, yeah, that was before I even got into flooring. Dang, so how did, how did that one go yeah. first buy? I mean, I honestly did a lot, of, I made a lot of mistakes, mm -hmm. shit ton of mistakes. So I don't know if I can cuss, but you're good. You're good. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes, man. Just you know, um, I made more mistakes than I can count on my hand. Yeah. Um, but I learned from it, you know. And what were some of those mistakes that you made <laughs> first property? So, like, there's so many, but uh, I'll just give you a couple examples. I basically got a, so I bought a duplex, and let me kind of go back back up for a minute but okay. i bought a duplex when i bought the duplex i got an fha loan right mm, okay so the loan that i bought i was able to get a construction loan included in my purchase price of the property so okay. when i was getting the 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 construction loan i had to come up with my own construction budget to fix the property mm. to get it right right what what made you not want to just hire someone out to do that because i wanted to learn mm. and i knew that again just like swimming, mm -hmm. if you want to learn how to swim, you jump in the deep end. Right. That's what teaches you. Right. So you either you're either going to sink or you're going to swim. That's exactly how I so, learned shit. Yeah, I mean, you just jump in. I, I I dove nose deep and just was like, hey, I'm gonna learn. Uh -huh. I'm gonna learn one way or another. So you know, I got the loan. Uh, had a construction budget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> was way 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 off my construction budget. You just um, ballparked it. Like? I just kind of ballparked it, okay. and, I, and and I didn't follow the right proper procedures and and the information that I was reading and learning. Mm -hmm. I I didn't do it the way that it should have been done, you know. And I just kind of jumped okay. into it, and I didn't have the proper, you know, my, um, you know, just um, I didn't have the right scope of work. Um, I didn't know what the work consisted of. I didn't know how much the work consisted of. I didn't have somebody there kind of guiding me and mentoring me and showing me, hey, mm -hmm. this is what this is gonna cost, this is what this is gonna cost, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Somebody experienced. Yeah. Um, and I just made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And thank God, I didn't lose money on the deal. Dang, and I got impressive. I got the construction loan done. It, not only that, I was working with a bank from California. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing a, it's called a 203K loan, which is what I did. When you're doing a 203K loan, 
it's not for the beginning investor. Why is that? Reason being is because it's very complicated. Okay. And there's a lot of hoops you gotta jump through for the bank to give you the money needed to get the work done. Uh. So one mistake, you're done. You know, like there's, I mean, you can read stories on this and you, you know, the audience can as well. Yeah. It's called 203K Loan and basically what it is is you buy the house for X amount of dollars, the bank gives you a construction budget and a loan mm -hmm. included in your mortgage and you can okay. buy a house. Now it has to approve of FHA, which is, you know, the guidelines of like it being safe and not falling apart, the foundation's right. good. Um, so I was able to buy a duplex where one side was good, the other side was needing basically a full rehab. Yeah. So I went into it just dumb, young, yeah. naive, thinking that, oh, I can do this and I can do that and I can put my time here and I can, I can save myself money doing this and this. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was a mistake because like I had a job. You know, I, I was working every single day mm -hmm. on top of it. I had a girlfriend that I was with all the time and yeah. I didn't have the time for it, you know, yeah. and I just, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I underbid the, the budget, I underbid the construction yeah. um, and I ended up having to come out of my pocket for a lot of stuff on that house yeah. where I should never have had to do. Right. You know, it should have been taken care of by the should loan. Have been, it should have been all included in the loan. Um, and that so was a big learning curve for I me. I believe it. For sure. So FHA is... Um, I know a lot of people think FHA is like for first time home buyers, but. So what it is, is it's a first time home buyers assistance program. Okay. That's what the FHA stands mm -hmm. for. And it basically allows people like you and me. Yeah. Who, you know, want to buy a house mm. and have never bought a house before. Yeah. And it gives us a basically, I want to say a credit, but it's like a, a, an assistance program right. from the banks. You know, and, and this is government mandate or not mandated, but this is government backed program. Right. Um, you know, so everything is, you know, through the pro through the through the government. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's backed by the banks. So the banks, you know, do this with everybody. Any mortgage company can do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just I was young. I was like 24 years old when I bought it. Dang. So I was I didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. Finances, credit. You know, I was learning all that still. Yeah. So when I bought it, I just, like I said, it was, it was learning, just mm. straight, continuous learning on that, on that, that place. How much did you end up putting down on that? So I bought it for, <laughs> I bought it for 136,000. Okay. Um, I got a $36,000 construction budget. Quote, so they unquote. know it's like going towards construction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So I bought the house 136. Now, when you buy an FHA, to, when you do with a 203K loan, it's a little different because when you get an FHA loan, you uh -huh. get, typically you don't get a construction budget with an FHA loan, right. right? But when you buy a house with an FHA, you're putting three and a half percent down on, let's just use easy numbers, 200,000. Mm -hmm. So three and a half percent of 200,000 is seven grand, right? right? So I bought this place for 160 something thousand with uh -huh. the construction budget. Yeah. So my down payment was like, I don't know, I want to say like 6,000 something and some okay. change. So that was my down payment on mm -hmm. the bill, on the property. Okay. That was to say, hey, this is my money yeah. coming into this. So I came up with that money yeah. um, and I was broke. I had yeah. no money. So I that saved that money. Savings. I saved that money for probably two years straight. Dang. Just, I mean, I wasn't making really much. I was making $40,000 a year, yeah. being laid off for six months out of the year. 
I was broke, man. man. I mean, I was I was barely getting by, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, I mean, I put that money down and just learned a lot. Would you say that first investment was a big risk? Like um, talking about like how much you had in savings and like all that. It stuff? was definitely risky. I wouldn't recommend it to people just because you really shouldn't invest what you don't have. Mm. And I li and I and I say that only because there's a lot of ways. I mean, I could have been bankrupt. I could have went bankrupt easy. Like off that one bad one bad month or one thing that could have went wrong yeah could have definitely set me over the, the edge of being bankrupt dang and uh yeah i mean i just like i said <laughs> I, I worked like four jobs that time just to keep myself Seriously? good oh dude yeah it was, it was crazy dang. man so so after that was cool then you bought when did you buy your next unit so I bought so I bought my first property in 2017. Mm -hmm. I bought my I bought another duplex in 2019. Um, uh, I ended up finishing it right when COVID hit. Right before? Right when COVID right hit. Right when it hit. Right when it hit. I had it put it on the market and I I mean, you want to talk about being low on lows? Yeah. With lowest moments in my life, I was I had 100 and no way. So I had a, I had a private loan on this property from an investor, mm -hmm. not a, not an institutionalized bank, like a private like a private lender, yeah. who basically is somebody like me and you who's got money to invest in deals. Right. They get an interest rate back, mm -hmm. and you know I I used around one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars, um, and you know I put a lot of money, a lot of time and just effort in this house and mm -hmm. got this thing finished. It was beautiful, you know, yeah. and and COVID hit things just went south for me. Um, I went through almost every single thing you could go through that you would never wish upon yourself to go through with a property. Yeah. Um, I was trying to sell, I was trying to refinance it at first. Uh -huh. uh, the appraisal came in. I, I bought it for 165. Yeah. I put a hundred grand into it. Okay. So I was all in 265. 65. I had an appraisal on it. It came back in at $235,000. Dang. And again, this is, this is like, right when COVID hit. So banks were just like giving low evaluations. Mm -hmm. Everything was crazy. Yeah. It was just, a, it, you know, you, you remember. Yeah, yeah. So it was a crazy time, man. And, and I, I I was freaking out, you know? Yeah, that was I had people it. calling me, breathing down my neck. Hey, when am I gonna get paid? When's my, where's my money? Dang. You know, like I need my money back, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. On top of, you know, trying to keep everything running and, and going and, and i just was dealing with like one thing after another i felt like you know so when you can't get an appraisal for what you need it for mm -hmm. and you just can't take that so anytime when you're doing a refinance banks will typically refinance you a percentage of the after repair value which is the value of the property after it's excuse me after it's fixed up right now most of the time you'll get a fair evaluation of the property right. right most of the time yeah it all it all depends on the appraiser uh -huh. the company that you use makes all the difference the appraiser can literally be your worst nightmare yeah. or your best friend dang so and that's you're, who you're, everyone you're, and everybody their... deals with that that this yeah. isn't anything that anybody can control yeah this is something through the bank through a third party mm. so there's no biased yeah right you know anything nobody can be biased in this at all yeah. it's all it's all you know second it's 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 all you know subcontracted out essentially right so when i got that appraisal back i 
you know, I got it. It was two hundred thirty-five thousand. I was in it, all in it for two hundred sixty-five. So I would have lost, you know, almost forty grand, not including closing costs and everything else. Yeah. You know, and and there was no way I was going to lose forty grand right. on this property. There's right. no way. I just I did not would not stop. I didn't quit. I refused to so lose. How did you pivot that? So I just had to, I had to con I had to transfer what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, when you say lows, I mean, you're talking about somebody who is three hundred thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. I mean, I I literally didn't even have the money to pay anything at that point. You know, yeah. and I had people breathing down my neck. And what I did was is. I kind of had to bite down on my pride a little bit and just say, hey, I'm going to sell this place. I have to. I don't yeah. have a choice. I didn't want to sell it. Uh, I wanted to keep it, yeah. you know, but I had to sell it because mm. it didn't make financial sense, yeah. you know, and lo and Dang. behold, two months later, I, am, I have it on the market. I, uh -huh. get, I get an offer on the property. Um, they do an appraisal for it. Yeah. Everything's working out. And... Um, they appraised it for three hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars. Holy sh! And I knew, and I knew wow. it was just you know, again, this can this can come back down to keeping that that attitude and just remaining positive and just remembering yeah. that hey, you can do this. Mm -hmm. You 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 can do this no matter what. You got to believe in yourself, and you just got to stay faithful, man. You got to yeah. re remember that at the end of the day, you got you are all you got, and you right. have to work hard for everything you have. And yeah. You know you can't give up man mm -hmm. like if there's anything that this story can teach anybody that's listening or hearing or watching or whatever the case is mm -hmm. you can't give up yeah you can't give up and, and and you cannot accept failure there's always a way there's always a way always i mean i, I literally was like i said three hundred thousand dollars in debt yeah on the verge of bankruptcy again yeah. that was another time in my life yeah you know and and i just i figured out a way that's crazy yeah. i remember actually talking to you about this but i had my about my first house and i was just buying because i wanted a house because i was like that's always been the dream for me especially even growing up and like growing up in apartments and stuff and you're just like man mm -hmm. i just want a house bought a flip so obviously i paid way more than they did and i don't even probably on top of it some too and then when i moved into it, i started learning about real estate and i bought it for like 180 and it was like this 50 year old house but i just was like every day i was like man this is such a bad deal like why did i do this why did i do this and then um i think yeah covid hit that november october november i sold it for like 216 mm -hmm. and even now it's worth probably probably like 230 240 i don't even easy. know easy probably close yeah. to 250 now yeah and I was, yeah, I came away after paying closing costs, like 30K net. And that was just, yeah, it's crazy. It's like just your knowledge, like your lack of knowledge. 100%, man. And then once you know it, you're just like, yep. made a bad deal, a great deal. Yep. And, you know, like you said, you know, the power of real estate is, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's the most powerful thing in the world. It can change your life and... A day it can change your life in a year. It can change your family's 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 life in generations. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a reason why real estate makes more millionaires in America than any other, you know, any other business model or any other, uh, you know, 
yeah, anything. There's yeah, there's any nothing else that can there's nothing else that can do what real estate has done. It's proven to do on a continuous mm -hmm. basis. You know, financially wise for anybody than than real estate. I mean, real estate is yeah. just it's the most powerful thing. Yeah, and yep. even if the last episode, I don't know if y'all watched it, but um, I was interviewing Jahan, and he works a W two job at a bank, but he mm -hmm. that's he uses real estate to cut his taxes down from yep. being an employee. Yep, and they're at what like seven point something percent, mm -hmm. and self employed people are like fifteen and some change. Yep, there's a lot of benefits of doing real estate. I mean, there's there's more than just the Tax money breaks, yeah. there's more than just the money the real benefit of real estate is really taxes yeah tax breaks yeah and tax incentives you know because when you think about it if you buy an apartment complex right right that let's just say is state funded or government funded uh -huh. for 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 like you know uh, programs like section 8 and just all these different programs right mm -hmm. Well, you're getting an even bigger tax incentive. Why? Because the government incentivizes real estate investors to mm -hmm. buy and put people in their properties. Because think about it. If if the government was controlling all the real estate in America, and this is the easiest way to comprehend it. Right. If the government was controlling every aspect of the real estate, yeah. well then our real estate would look like these third world countries look like where the government controls the, re the real estate, where yeah you know you got the projects mm -hmm. you know stuff like that those are all government funded oh and they're like this area and, and is exactly what they want to do 100 percent. so when you can come in and you know you can you can provide housing provide a clean and safe place for your tenants mm -hmm. um you know just just all the things that you can do with providing that that property for somebody else to live in right you are getting incentivized and you are getting benefited and you are getting credited at the best rates mm -hmm. than anybody because the government is fully aware 100 of these banks, so they want and, you and, to own property and again real estate ain't nothing new it's been around for yeah hundreds, hundreds. and hundreds of years right? right so this has been happening for since the beginning of time till now you know right. it, it's not going nowhere yeah um these programs aren't going anywhere and and i don't see real estate ever slowing down as far as you know people wise i mean unless people stop producing more people which yeah. isn't stopping anytime soon yeah. it's never going to stop yeah ever you yeah, know i can see that now yep. it makes a lot of sense yep so where you are right now you said you're at eight doors eight doors so your business just hit seven figures this year and yep what's the plan for the next three to five years i mean I, I, so my next my next goal for my next three to five years mm -hmm. is i want to buy 100 units so i want 100 units total? in my in my portfolio yeah okay total in the next three to five years dang yep. so do you plan on moving to multi-families or yeah yeah 100 i mean I'm, I'm already in the multi-family space so yeah i'm just going to continue to do you know buy more multi-families like i said i'm getting ready to close on an eight unit i'll be at 16 doors so i'll be close to 20. um i'll be 20 percent of my way at my goal that is true you know and, and again you don't have to achieve your goals right away this right. is something you do you take steps in mm -hmm. and that's you know that's that's all i focus on i don't i'm not here for for a, a quick you know get paid and mm -hmm. be out type of thing i right. want long term 
Yeah. I want, um, you know, I want to set up my, my family's family, family. Right. I want to build that wealth and, and build a legacy for myself. And, you know, Most I, I want to keep my, I want my family, I want, I, I want my kids to, to, to not have to deal with what I dealt with right. growing up and not having nothing, you know, being poor, being broke, worrying about food, how you're going to eat, you know, having to go out and hustle at a young age and, and sell yeah. illegal or legal stuff to, to make it by. I yeah. want to deal with that. So I'm, you know, I'm doing it now so that in the future, I don't have to do that. Right. You know? Yeah, of course. That's what we all, we all want for our families. Yeah. Um, what would you say? Let's close it out. Just, this show is called Straight to the Bag, but I really um, called it that because I want people to go put in work. Mm -hmm. Like same way we go straight to the bag, we put in bag work. Like if you're not putting in bag work, you're probably not fighting. Like right so what's some like three tips you would give to someone who was where you were before you bought your duplex and is really wants this and like really has that drive i would say i'm gonna keep it real 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 100 okay and i'm just gonna say stop making excuses for yourself mm. stop you can't you cannot make excuses um you know you you gotta you get what you get out of life right Give 100% of your effort every single day. Yeah. And you know, the third thing I would say is, is don't stop, don't quit, yeah. never give up. You cannot give up. Um, you're always, we're always gonna deal with stuff throughout life, trials, tribulations, problems, stuff that never happens. And even when you acquire more money, mm -hmm. you're gonna get more problems because yeah. I deal with it every day, I know yeah. it. I deal with more stuff now than I did when I was broke. But again, I can deal with it because I'm, I know how to deal with it, you yeah. know, and I've been through that. I've and you already have that mental toughness. I've, I've already I've already built that that thick skin. Yeah, you know. So I would say, you know, don't give up. Um, continue to grind, and just you know, be relentless in whatever it is you're going for in life. Okay. Don't let nothing come in your way. Yeah. Don't let nothing stop you, and just keep hustling, man. That's perfect, yep. man. That's all we need. So closing out this podcast this podcast is brought to you guys by 88 muay thai and i'm a coach so i coach muay thai and i run this super dope training program in hilliard ohio it's a suburb of columbus but i only do small groups because i want you guys to get better so if you're looking to build a new skill or even learn how to fight and you don't have years to train you want to learn within three to six months and you want to be proficient and come check us out uh, Instagram is CoachDrew88 and let them know where they can find you, bro. Um, you can find me on IG at Justin Price 44. Okay, yeah. dope. All right, bro, appreciate your time. Yeah, man.